This is Karen Hunter, and welcome to The Hub. Coming up next is part two of an interview that I did with Terry Kojo Apong about Africa. And this is the 400th commemoration of slavery in the United States. And as a result, Ghana in particular is welcoming those of African descent back to Africa. And I'm looking forward to doing it. And in this discussion that we have, it really is inspiring all of the wonderful things that we can do there, but also all of the wonderful things that are happening that we can take advantage of. So I hope you enjoy this part two interview with Terry Kojo Apong. And also this podcast is brought to you by 100 Coconuts, the number 100 Coconuts. It is a global majority owned company. It is the best coconut water I've ever ingested or imbibed and is simply delicious. You can go get your own case by going to 100coconuts.com. Use my promo code Karen100, the number 100 at checkout. You get 10% off and that's unlimited. Many cases as you order, you'll get 10% off each and every case. That's 100coconuts.com. Use my promo code Karen100. And I hope you enjoy part two of my interview with Terry Kojo Apong. Woo, this guy. Kojo, man, we had an off mic conversation that just <laughs> messed me up. All right, we're talking Africa, and I'm just I'm unpacking for myself um, because there's just so much, and I feel like there's an awakening, mm-hmm. a global awakening with the global majority, and mm-hmm. I'm very I'm here for all of it, mm-hmm. and I'm help push it as much as I can. <laughs> um, but before we went we went to break, you were telling us about your your journey into this space. So my journey into this space was pretty much. Uh, divinely orchestrated, ended up working in finance. We're talking about money. So I was a financial advisor working at Northwestern Mutual, uh, you know, selling life insurance, mutual funds, stocks, bonds, estate planning, trust, you know, everything that unfortunately we haven't really experienced as a community globally. So it was challenging because I was teaching people new things that a lot of the you know, counterparts knew. So I'm talking to MDs at JP Morgan and associates, entry level people, you know, bus drivers, these people and we didn't get these concepts because for a lot of us, no one in our family understood financial planning. What didn't we understand? Financial planning, retirement planning. Financial planning is planning for the unforeseen circumstance that could happen. So being born is only one thing guaranteed, death, right? So if you can reverse engineer and make that final situation that's inevitable a benefit to somebody else, would you do it? People say yes. But when it comes down to it, a lot of psychological barriers you know, cause people not to do it, life insurance, right? So those are the things that I started to see um, were a challenge. And then I was then said, okay, let me work with, you know, people that happen to be from Ghana. Maybe they get it, right? They didn't get it either. Then that's when I said, okay, so across the spectrum, what I mean by people from Ghana, I mean, you know, Ghanaian Americans who you would assume because of the stereotype, quote unquote, they pride themselves in education, they're highly working, and it was the same. So, you know, irrespective if you're African-American, Jamaican, we all are the same in terms of even when it comes to money and finances, right? So that's when I said, okay, uh, what's going on here? Then a lot of my clients, white, black, Asian, because I worked with a lot of bankers too, were saying, asking me rather, what's going on in Africa? This is 2011, right? 2012, actually, when Ghana's GDP was 14% or something, the highest in the world, right? I had no idea. So... They're asking me, you about know. About something that you should know because you're from Ghana. There you go. And you didn't know. I have no idea. And no black people knew. Nobody knew. The people that did know were a lot of the senior guys I worked with, you know, married kids who grew up in Ghana then came here. Because I never grew up there. 
But for them, they at least went to high school, you know, then came here for college. So they knew a different Ghana than I knew. You feel and like? what were people asking, like, what's going when they say what's going what's on going in Ghana? On is, what were they asking you, really? So a lot of finance people understand global growth, right? So we're a global majority. You understand that money isn't just in the U.S. Money's in China now. Money's in Japan. Money is in Africa. It's not in what we understand because it's in raw materials. It's in, like, cocoa or the sun or some beach land that is just there and nobody's made into a beach resort, so there's no employment. Or it's, um, you know, some, some pineapples in the north that just grow wild and could become pineapple juice, but there's no way to get them to the market, right? So that's the real wealth and the money that people are going there for because people understand what happened in the U.S. where you see pictures of New York where it was farmland, right, just a long, long time ago. So we benefit from somebody's hard work. We benefit from J.P. Morgan, quote unquote, the robber barons, right, who built the banking system. So that is still being built there. So imagine literally Because how, it is literally five times the size of what we've been told. So there there's so go. much unchartered land, unchartered. Crazy, right? And so even from a financial perspective, this whole 400-year event that we're in, uh, which is well, they they passed the law HR one two four two right, which created the Fournier Commission. So, what you notice is happening is that people are starting to wake up to this, right? And so that's what they would ask me. And I went back in two thousand thirteen with a friend of mine. So he's Haitian, my frat brother actually. He's Haitian American. Uh, he designs weapons for the military. You know, he's an engineer. He spent a week. I spent two weeks. It changed my life, right? Because I now knew why bankers in New York City were asking me about Africa because they were traders, right? So they trade commodities. And so they're asking me all these things because they literally study African markets for a living. They just have never been there. What did, what changed your life exactly? Seeing construction everywhere. Seeing, you know, people that look like me in positions of power. Seeing people that look like me just getting by, struggling but thriving and happy. Seeing people that look like me that had nothing um, in certain areas, but they were 10 times happier than I was, right? Seeing people that just enjoyed the sun. Just waking up and having the sun, right? Just not being in the winter, you know, just not being around snow and things that may not be for me anymore, you know? And so I saw why people have left New York, London, Singapore, moved back to Africa, South Africa, Botswana, Gabon, Lesotho, Kenya, Morocco, Ghana, everywhere just to find opportunities. They've they've seen all this before in the West, right? And so they're also tired of feeling like an other. So there are things I'd rather be an other in the continent that most people look like me. And so that's what started to happen from 2013 to recent. And recently, a lot of friends and people I've met in Ghana have left. So Mohammeda, you know, she's from the new, she's from New York, you know, African-American sister. She's killing it in Ghana. Doing what? She has a digital marketing agency. So she works with a lot of the top brands. So she works with like Martel. She works with uh, Jaguar. So Jaguar did like a car test driving. Yeah, there's Jaguar in Ghana people. I know it's crazy, right? No, because the people listen, there, the billion people. I know, but billion, billion people in the whole continent, and seventy percent are under thirty years old. So if you got a product, are you kidding me? Yeah, in Ghana, the average person oh, is twenty doing? years old. Kojo, what are we doing? We learning right Kojo. now. You feel All me? Right. I am. We gonna, I got my. Gonna, you see my pen? I, I, I see you. All right. So we're gonna take a trip. So what I started to realize as part of coming back to Ghana was, I mean, to the states back and forth was, people need to see this. And so my first, you know, quote unquote, test was. Uh, uh, my frat brother who's not even black he's French and Caucasian and I saw tourism as a huge opportunity so I came to him and said you know Damien because he also worked as a professor and I said hey there's this opportunity in Ghana 
And so for about two years, we talked about it. You know, we tried to do a few things and nothing worked until we just said, let's go. You know, let's, 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 let's buy a plane ticket. Let's go to Africa. Let's go to Ghana. So he comes to Ghana. This 2016, April, I was working with TEDx Accra. If you watch TED Talks, it's like the local version. So I was doing that. And so that's the first time he's been. It's 2019. He's been there nine times. Okay. Most recent time was January. He brought his wife. He brought a student. He actually did his PhD on Ghana. So he did his old dissertation. Wow. Yeah. So again, I'm like, Colonized went from, <laughs> you know what? I realize you need allies. No, I know. I'm just saying me? that there. There's no, I no get world it. without us. So everyone, it's like, you know, when I see China there, my eyebrows up. I'm like, this is some bull crap. There we, we see go. they're doing it a whole different way. But once again, the people there aren't benefiting at the level that go. China is. Because they go. have, they walking around with masks on. There's not enough room <laughs> to do you. stuff. They can't breathe. So they're going to they, yes. come and take there over there. And so I just, that's what it is. So then I realized that, okay, we got to play chess, right? You can't, you know, we got to be very strategic with everything. So for what I do, I realize that, okay, you know, tourism is just, a, you you teach people about themselves, right? It's, it's, I mean, look what happened. If y'all were on Instagram in December, you know, 100 million impressions, apparently. That whole Full Circle Festival, so Bazoma, Boris, they all came there. And what you noticed was people, even in their living rooms, connected, right? Connected to AJ getting baptized, right? Because they saw, oh, my God. This is a spiritual thing. They connected to the Full Circle Festival, holding hands, locked up, um, walking back through the door of return. Were you there? I wasn't on these trips. I I, I was at the Michael Jai White when he got installed. I was at I was at that event. Uh, so. so now you were talking with Kojo, Kojo Opong, uh, about going back to Africa. You are doing tours. Yeah, so we help curate tours to Ghana. Uh, we have partners locally that we can facilitate with. And we also, for certain people that want, want the white glove service, you know, some people want that. We can do that as well, too, where we'll personally curate itineraries like we've done uh, for some pretty notable people. And what does that include? So... In Ghana, in Africa, at least for what I know, there's no real all-inclusives, at least in West Africa. Kenya, um, East Africa has a different market. South Africa mm-hmm. has a different market. Where they have the uh, safaris. And, uh, and this yeah. all-inclusives, right? right? So you pay one fee, it comes with everything. Right. You go. So because that doesn't exist, it's kind of challenging for a lot of people to go to Ghana. It's not challenging, but it's kind of complicated, right? Because I've had a client of mine with an MIT degree say, yo, I can't figure this out. Can you help me? And she's smarter than I am. So what we do is we say Aquaba. Aquaba means welcome. Uh, Noahala means no worries. So we basically what take... What language? It's an Akan tree. So what we do is curate your trip. So everything from soup to nuts, right? The visa process, because you can't get visas on arrival. But if, unfortunately, because Ghana is still new to tourism, you know, it's a process. It definitely works. It's a beautiful process when it works. But we facilitate that so these 100% guarantees. Uh, we also help you with the visas here. If you want to get your visa before you leave, they centers in the U.S. You can send your passport. There's a fee for that, but we make sure that that's taken care of also. Once you have that in place, you need a yellow fever vaccination, right? Because you need a yellow fever card. And then from there, we recommend you take the malaria pills, right? Personally, full disclosure, I don't take them, but I recommend you take them. It's just one of those things that, you If know, you have sickle cell trait, you don't need it. There you go. But again, people tell you take these right. things because a whole other you know, right. conversation. Cultures. Right. And anyway, so we, yeah, there do what you go. need to do. Yeah. But right. again, I don't take the pills. I still, I didn't take them coming back and I'm fine. I feel, I've, I actually was literally 
clear of anything there where they quote unquote have dust in this. I come back to New York, my my sinuses yes. are killing me. So I'm like, is it actually we probably are taking it to protect the people in Africa from the diseases that I we're hope bringing so, over there? Because we did that well, yeah. Yes. But, All right. So that's then from there, your plane ticket. Sometimes people want us to help with that. We prefer to use a, a friend, a partner, a black woman who owns a beautiful business called Airfordable. So you can put your tickets on layaway. Right, so it's you got a, plenty of time, you know. So that's her. So let's do and this. And then from there, we essentially help you with the ground, the logistics. Right, the hotel. Do you want an Airbnb? Do you want something in a nice hotel? Do you want to stay somewhere where it's a blend of both? From there, do you want transportation? Because Uber works, but it only works where they take cash. Right, these little nuances that you can do all this on your own. But what we found is, it just makes sense to pay someone to take it with a headache. I agree. So where do people go if they want to connect and mm-hmm. go to Africa? There's a big thing happening. Again, this is the year to go back. And yeah. Ghana has opened up Definitely. Uh, open arms for us to come back, those of us Definitely. throughout the diaspora. Should I tell them the story or this one, the, they want to know what time it is? They don't want the story. Let's do the story off off mic. Perfect. So story long story off-mic. short, they passed that HR 1242, which led to Ghana saying, hey, you know, 70% of the slave forts are in Ghana. So if you want to come to Africa, of course, come anywhere you want to. But Ghana is typically Africa 101. We speak English. It's only five hours out of the U.S. From JFK, it's a nine-hour flight, 10 max. You fall asleep overnight. You wake up, you're there, right? So it's a soft landing, right? D.C., same thing, direct flight, 11 hours, you're there overnight. So Ghana is saying come home, and you can see everything from the slave forts. You can literally walk through the door of no return, which is where... A uh, very famous brother, um, well, I'm not sure if it's Cape Coast exactly, but uh, Venture Smith. He's one of the most famous, notable um, black Americans that bought himself out of freedom, his family, and then became a millionaire. So built three fortunes. And so you be- you basically get to, you know, if you read his story, he talks about how he was taken to the Gold Coast, which what Ghana used to be called. So you get to experience uh, that for yourself and then walk back through the door of return, uh, which was affixed by African-Americans who returned to Ghana. Um, and then that's just one of many, many sites. And Ghana's still discovering more sites. They just discovered uh, some waterfalls uh, about a year ago, right? So when you talk about opportunities, that's what a lot of people move back for, is to say, okay, I know New York, or I know Connecticut, or I know Atlanta, or I know wherever I'm from. I want to at least explore what's possible somewhere else, right? And just like you would go to London, or you would go to Singapore, or people would go to Europe to go and quote-unquote chase fortunes, right. all we're saying is come to Africa. Right, just the same way you'd go there, you know, and and feel like they treat you better, and they don't. Come back to Africa, <laughs> and let's really show you what's possible, where your skill sets can really create an impact beyond you know your generation into someone else's. So, that's what's going on, and you know, a lot of my friends, Afrochella, shout out to Abdul. Um, so he's curated and created you know the African uh, festival uh, to be at in December. Afrochella. Afrochella. I love it. Yeah, shout out to him. So they are working on the third version of uh, Afrochella taking place December 28th uh, in, in, in Ghana. And they already have 2,500 people signed up. You know, it's... Wow. Yeah, it's it's really a festival of purpose. And so we did a title piece. Shout out to the title. We did a uh, piece on them where you can read about Africa as the new sexy. And so a lot of people that are coming in December, uh, hopefully Karen comes, you know, we... We'll love for y'all to come and, you know, celebrate with us and really just experience who you're meant to be. You know, not what you're told you, who you are, because someone said this to me and I took it around with it. You know, African-American is the only word that says I can twice. 
right? African American so, says I can't, I can twice, right? And Jamaican American does too. So there you go, right? So I can, I can. So it really did that to me, and it's done that to. I mean, Boris was here, did that Boris to Kojo. him. Shout out to right, him. shout out to him. I mean, Anthony Anderson was in Ghana, Jay Morrison was in Ghana. Shout out to him. Uh, I mean, Idris Elba DJ the party in Ghana. Um, he's you know, <laughs> shout out to him from Ghana. I mean, Diggy was there on so Jadena. Naomi Campbell, I mean, 120 people, Bazoma, Lovey. I mean, it was literally, you know, Africa, American Africa, whatever you want to call it, you know, and it was us. a beautiful experience. It was, it was us. us. It was the story. So where do people go, mm-hmm. Kojo Opong, yes, to indeed. sign up or to get your experience? So nowadays, it's Instagram generation. What I found a lot of people prefer is to just hit me up on Instagram. On Global I, Mogul T.O.? That's Instagram. I mean, that's Twitter. On okay. Instagram, it's Global Mogul Chale. C H A L E. Chale means let's go. It means my friend. Chale. Chale? I thought that was uh, just a a thing. Yeah, it's, it's my a... friend. It's like my my homie. Like, hey, Chale. Chale. Exactly. Okay. Go. So, so, how do you spell Chale? C H A L E. So Global G L O B A L Mogul M O G U L Chale C H A L E. So next time. You know, a lot of people have friends from Ghana. Just, 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 just walk up to them and say, "Hey, Chale, what's going on?" Chale. You know, it's my friend, it's my homie, my brother, my sister. And you also wearing beats. Somebody gave me beats. Um, yes. Yeah, so Life's we, journey. They brought me these, okay. and I didn't know these were African. Yes, This indeed. is a very African thing. I wear it every day now, there you go. It, naturally, and it feels it, it, good. It, just, it connects. Right, and you wearing name beats, right? Yeah, so, you have your name, Kojo, yes, which means Monday, son, firstborn son on Monday. Yes, we do. So, um, funny story, Doctor. Turn entrepreneur, uh, Kwabnel Fosu, he has a company called Quabs Couture. And so this brother took three years off from being a radiologist to drive Ubers to build his business. I mean, this is hustle. And so his brand is beautiful. He dresses a bunch of celebrities. I mean, people from Ross Baraka, May of Newark, um, to a bunch of basketball players. I mean, Young Paris. And so the website or the Instagram is Quabs Couture. All right, so it's uh, K W A B S mm-hmm. Couture. Okay, and he does these beads. He does these beads. Right. He does shirts. He does blazers like this that, that are African that's a, print. That's one of his. It's not. I wish okay, it was. That's this a is, nice blazer. Yeah, he does. He does anything and everything, but with style and with a couture. So he's. So the beads are his. The beads are his. And he, those are really does a dope. So these, so these, the challenges. A lot of people, you know, no disrespect to my Chinese brothers, but they get the fake ones from China. These ones, you can even feel them. They feel heavier. Let me see. Oh, yeah. You can yeah. feel it, right? Yeah, what's this made of? So this is made of uh, different pearls and materials. Some of this is even wood. This is wood, right? This is wood. Wow. Yeah. No, this feels this feels. You, you feel it, right? Yeah, it no, feels heavier. So yeah, no, it feels a lot like of people, something. you know, they prefer these because it's, it's, it's straight from the earth, you know, straight from... Yeah, from, like feel mine. Yeah. That's, these are from China. Yeah, I mean, you, you <laughs> told me. Give me the back. All right. <laughs> you know? So you told me my name because um, I was born on a Sunday. In Akosia. Akosia. Akoswa. Akoswa. Yeah. So I would be Sunday born. So it means that your your so characteristics means you're patient, you're confident, uh, you're adaptable, you're helpful, you're smart, and there's a big, big, you know, asterisk on you're the very most you're the most influential, and you like to be pampered. All of that's true except for the patient part. But I think <laughs> I've been conditioned not to be patient. I think I might be patient in Africa. Uh, listen, Africa I think I would be no. Patient. It, it forces you to be patient. Yes. Like yes. They say in the West. Time controls man. In Africa, man controls time. What does what does Kojo mean? Kojo means a male. No, no, I know what it means, but what are the characteristics of Kojo? Oh, I'll have to get back to you. Okay. I don't, I don't want right. to. You, you know, just looked up mine for me. I appreciate. You. Oh, yeah. I see what you just did. 
Perfect. Can I just say thank you? Appreciate um, it's nice you. to meet you. This is the beginning of a of a oh, beautiful yeah. relationship. Oh so, yeah. I mean, I would love to have y'all come to Ghana. That that's I think we should plan a trip. Let me say thank you, brother Kojo. Kojo Apong. So are you ready to go to Africa? I know I am. I'm getting my yellow fever shot. I'm getting my plane ticket. I'm ready to go. And I think Ghana is the perfect place to return after 400 years. This is the commemoration. And this is the year that I think I'm going to definitely be getting on a plane and touching down on Mother Africa. Uh, I want to thank Terry Apong, Kojo Apong, for sitting with me and inspiring me to want to see a land that I know my DNA is directly connected to. And I'm looking forward to having this journey. And let's share it together. Uh, you can also follow me on Twitter at Karen Hunter. Let me know what you think about this podcast. Spread the word with as many people as you know, because I'd appreciate that. And I love you. But also, if you go to uh, Twitter at Karen Hunter with the hashtag podcast, you can ask me any question. I pick one or two questions on a Sunday. So if you want to know anything, ask me anything at Karen Hunter hashtag podcast on the Twitters. Till next time. <laughs>